Ándale, cántale a mi hijo. Oh, Échale una. True. 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 You know what will help that warm up though? Dude. No, I'm good. I'm good. He's talking and I'm not, and I'm just. <laughs> and then I'm talking. <laughs> no, but wait, wait. I have something for him. Boom. Shut down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrating on the dude. Shit's looking good. Wow. <laughs> Wrong Welcome everybody to another episode of the <laughs> Weird History <laughs> I know what you're and Eerie Tales <laughs> Podcast, bro. <laughs> really? Okay. Damn. Just like that, right? I was testing you. I was testing you. Uh, I was like, testing you. You, you having flashbacks? Or what? I was going to say, until keep it to the field. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to start all over again. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. I am your host, Moses Sorry, and with me as always today to my left. Josh. And sitting across from me, finally you get it right. I it's got it right. I got it, and I practiced it too. I spent all day today trying to figure out what would be the correct <laughs> I mean, word for me to say. You fucked up our intro, but <laughs> fuck. <laughs> all right, so welcome, guys. Like I said, welcome to another episode. Woo! And today's episode, Back. we're gonna be Let's talking go. about Chernobyl. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Chernobyl. I've been wanting to do an episode about Chernobyl for a long while. Already. I know we're only eight episodes in, nine episodes in. I forgot how many we have, but I've been wanting to do one for the longest, even from my previous podcast. Yeah. So I'm really excited that we're finally going to jump back into it. You guys were both aware of the Chernobyl thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Not as in death. But you knew of it. Yeah, but yeah. You knew yeah, of it. I knew of it. All right. Well, so for those of you that do not know about Chernobyl, in the early morning hours of April 26, 1986, the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine, you know, formerly part of the Soviet Union, it exploded, creating what has been described as the worst nuclear disaster the world has ever seen. Even after many years of scientific research and government investigation, there are still many unanswered questions about the Chernobyl accident, especially regarding the long-term health impacts that my brother's going to talk about later in the show, that the massive radiation leak will have on those who were exposed. So, you know, a little bit more on the background about the Chernobyl nuclear power plant itself. The Chernobyl nuclear power plant or the Chernobyl nuclear power station, you know, obviously it's a decommissioned nuclear power station Mm -hmm. near the city of Pripyat. Ukraine, which is nine miles northwest of the city of Chernobyl, nine, almost 10 miles from the Belarus-Ukraine border and about 68 miles north of Kiev. Reactor number four, which is an important thing that we're going to be mentioning over and over and over again. Reactor number four was the site of the Chernobyl disaster in 1986, and the power plant is now within a large restricted area known as a Chernobyl exclusion zone. Both the zone and the former power plant are administered by the state agency of Ukraine of the exclusion zone. All four reactors have been, eventually, they've all been shut down. The nearest town to the power plant was a newly built city of Pripyat, which housed almost 50,000 people in 1986. And this town was specifically built to house all the people that worked in the Chernobyl power plant. A smaller town, Chernobyl, was home to about 12,000 residents. You know, the remainder of the region, it was primarily just farm and woodland, just playing ukraine 
Yeah, that was a little confusing when I, I first heard about it. I thought it actually happened in the, the town of Chernobyl, which is why they called it the Chernobyl power no, plant. No, it happened. It was a Chernobyl power plant, and then the, the one that hit, got hit the most, Pripyat, and then it was another town, Chernobyl, which is about the quarter of the size of Pripyat. Yep, yep. And um, the Chernobyl plant, it used four Soviet-designed RBMK-1000 nuclear reactors, a design that's now universally known as shit reactors the design of it is fucking flawed as fuck as, as i'm explaining to you guys how flawed this piece of shit was and um these reactors they used enriched uranium you know fuel to heat water creating steam that drives the reactors turbines and generates electricity so all right in most nuclear reactors where water is used as a coolant and to you know to moderate the radioactivity of the nuclear core so as the core heats up it produces more steam and the increase in steam or bubbles or voids in the water reduces the activity in the nuclear core. So basically, if it starts getting too hot, obviously, you're going to use water to kind of calm it down. It kind of controls the level of the nuclear activity, right? Mm -hmm. Not these fucking reactors. Those use graphite to moderate the core's reactivity and to keep a continuous nuclear reaction occurring in the core. So as the nuclear core heated up, it produced more steam bubbles, so it produced more power. Right. The core became more reactive, not less, because of the graphite. So instead of using water... To cool it. To cool it down. They used graphite, which just kept it. it. It didn't cool it down, but also didn't heat it up, so it just kept it at right. a certain pace. So eventually, it was just going to fucking blow, which eventually did. And that caused the whole Chernobyl you know, disaster. You know, so the day before the Chernobyl nuclear disaster, plant operators were preparing for a one-time shutdown to perform routine maintenance on reactor number four. I told you earlier, this was going to be an important number. In violation of safety regulations, operators disabled plant equipment, including the automatic shutdown mechanisms. They, they turned that they off? They turned it down because they failed safety regulations. Dumbass. Right? So at 1.23 a.m., so 1.30 in the morning, uh -huh. on April 26th, when extremely hot nuclear fuel rods were lowered into the cooling water, an immense amount of steam was created, which, because of the RBMK's shitty design, Created more reactivity in the nuclear core, you know, in the nuclear reactor's design, and um, in in reactor number four, the resultant power surge because it was so much power, it blew the lid off of the fucking roof. The roof itself was made out of concrete and it weighed a thousand tons. This shit had so much power, it blew the roof that weighed a thousand tons. Co thousand tons completely off this Imagine fucking reactor. You're like a custodian on top cleaning. <laughs> Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, so then people were still working. That you, I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. a yeah. few seconds later, a second explosion of even greater power than the first one blew the reactor building to shit. Oh, the second one was the second bigger? one. Just well, the second one was a little bigger. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, yeah, it was bigger. But the explosion, the first one, it just blew all these pieces of metal and shit out, which caused a bunch of fucking contamination. Um, yeah, which caused a bunch everywhere. of contamination, fires. You know. So this started a number of intense fires around the reactors and reactor number three, which was still operating at the time of the explosion. So some of the reactors were still going on. Uh -huh. So it was still fueling all this. So there was still, it was still working. Then it was going like nuts. It was going crazy. So the explosion itself, it killed two plant workers who were the first several workers to die within hours, within hours of the incident. For the next several days, as emergency crews tried desperately to contain the fires and radiation leaks, the death toll climbed as plant workers succumbed to acute radiation sickness, which my brother is going to talk about a little more. Most of the radiation released from the failed nuclear reactor was from iodine-131, iodine 
CCM134 and CCM137. I, the i9-131 has a short half-life of eight days. And according to um, Unseer, it's rapidly ingested to the air and tends to look to localize in the thyroid gland, which is something else my brother's gonna talk about too. So pay attention to the thyroid gland thing. And the CCM the CCM isotopes, they have longer half-lives, you know, of 30 years. What the uh, CCM-137 has a half-life of 30 years, which made, which released into the fucking environment. So some of these have half-lives of a few days, others have. What, what do you mean by half-life though? Oh, uh, that's how much like they're radioactive. Okay. So that's just that's how much they're gonna be active. Even they're even even they're no longer in the in the core or whatever. Right. They still have a half. You know, they still have life outside of the fucking gotcha. radioactivity core. So after all this shit happened on April twenty seventh, the residents of Pripyat they were evacuated, which is a whole thirty six hours after the accident had occurred. By that time, many were already complaining about vomiting, headaches, and other signs of radiation sickness. What the fuck is happening? The officials eventually closed off an 18-mile area around the plant. Residents were told that they would be able to return after a few days. So many left their personal belongings and valuables behind. They were told they were going to be back in a few days. No one returned. No one returned. It was just decommissioned. So these people were lied. Hey, too. That's cool. It's cool, bro. You, you'll be back. It's cool. You know, and like we were doing we research, and we saw, you know, while we're all here watching videos, we saw that picture of that guy in the radioactive suit pushing a stroller of an infant who was left behind because of the chaos. Someone just wanted to bounce, you know. Left the baby in there. And just left the baby in there. We'll be back. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. It's, especially the government said, no, 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 you'll be back, you'll be back. And they knew they weren't going to be able to come back, but they still told people they were going to be back. I mean, wait. So there. How, how else are you gonna get rid of people that fast? Hey, you'll be back. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, you want some, You wanted to get rid of them fast to say, hey, you want to die? No. All right. Well, then fucking leave. This just blew the fuck up. Nah, but you've no, seen. You no, seen no, the Incredible Hulk? No. no but it took thirty six hours for them to let them know after. Yeah. yeah. After. So thirty six hours. They, they were, were still, still living there. Oh, yeah. They were still living there. They're just like, people were just. Like, why the fuck do I feel fuck. sick? People were just like, fuck uh, it, it's just, it's, it's Ukraine, it's just Ukraine weather. Like, <laughs> it's Ukraine <laughs> just weather? Just Ukraine it's weather. It's a shitty day. Whatever. But, uh, fuck. talk to us about, it. What, so what happened next? What are these people? Yeah, well, okay. the death count till this day, it's still not known. But on record, you know, they stated it's 50 to 56 people that they only recorded died shortly after the incident so they know for sure right like, yeah for sure like automatically die but that's only to the people that were exposed to high exposure of this radiation and like my brother stated it was usually the um you know the firefighters that went in there all their emergency the first Bucking, responders yeah yeah mm -hmm. the first responders um that went towards it uh according to you know um some of the sources i was reading that two people actually died from the explosion so when the radiator um the reactors exploded the explosion technically killed two people from that so that would suck if you're in the building around the building and you were killed because of the explosion this is happening at 1 a.m imagine yeah. it was like on a regular day when they're actually working yeah exactly and like my brother said it's it's known to be one of the worst uh worst nuclear accident recorded in history okay and experts still can't agree they still can't agree how many people death toll there is till today but uh there is a book called uh chernobyl consequences of the catastrophe and the authors uh it's it's written by three noted scientists uh -huh. 
Uh, one is a Russian biologist named Dr. Alexei Yablokov. Second one is Dr. Alexei Nesterenko. Sorry if I pronounced it wrong. He's a biologist and uh, ecologist as well. The last one is Dr. Vasily uh, Nesterenko, which is a physicist now and at the time of the accident, director of the Institute, Institute of Nuclear Energy of the National Academy of Science of Belarus. So she was... She knows about this. Yeah, yeah, so she knows about it. And even the editor, uh, Dr. Janet Sherman, she's a physician and tox, uh, tox, toxic collage. Oh, fuck, I can't pronounce it. Uh, she knows about it. <laughs> yeah, she knows, she about, knows it. about it. And, um, she knows about it. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah. The book is based only on health data, radiological surveys, and scientific reports. Okay? Um, at the end, this book. But concluded about all the records, all the servers, and all that, uh-huh. that uh, about 985,000 people have died, okay? <coughs> Mainly off of cancer from this accident. So, again, like I stated earlier, that they only recorded people who were exposed to high radiation uh-huh. of, 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 of this, but they never took consideration of people exposed to the low percentage, which still caused my brother said thyroid cancer mainly cancer was the main uh, uh damage that well that killed these people throughout yeah, yeah. time and this is just from the time of the accident right 1986 to 2004 till this day there's still cases of people dying and this toll the 985,000 will reach even much a higher number uh 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 just as from time goes on yeah, yeah, yeah as time goes on which is, I mean, they said that the radiation there is going to last, what, 200,000 years? Yeah, dude, it got so bad that the Russian government had to hire poachers to kill animals. So they don't, so radioactive animals, so they don't go outside of the restricted zone to breed and just, they don't and know what the fuck's going to yeah. affect more. They hired people just to go kill animals that survived. That's how fucking, like, hey, nuts you made it was. It. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically. Come here, little puppy. No, but now what? The whole area is. Um, we're watching What's the up? documentary on YouTube uh-huh. that the wildlife is just based on what now wolves. Yeah, there's a lot of deer wolves there. A and, lot. Uh, Still, you have no idea how many wolves are in this freaking area. <clears throat> you do not want to be there. It's crazy. They're uh, taking over. It's lichens. I mean, soon. municipal wakes. They have a song called the Chernobyl Wolves. Yeah, that's to, that's a song. Yeah, it's called the Chernobyl Wolves. So Fuck shout out to municipal wakes. Really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty badass song. <laughs> Now, to start with the wolf howl? Oh. I was going to so. do it, but now I was like, wait, the dogs might start barking again. Right before we started recording the podcast, we were a little too loud, and we're in the back studio, and there was a, one of our neighbors has a fucking dog, so once we started talking, this piece of shit kept fucking barking and barking and barking, so we have no AC. We, cl- had, we had to close all the windows, now we're all fucking sweating like crazy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> now, just um, I just want to talk about a little bit about how much radiation or how strong the radiation that was released from this incident? Yeah. Okay, so in 1989, Time Magazine, okay, Time Magazine stated that uh, 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 this this accident released over about 1 billion or more curies uh, um, that was released from this incident. That curry, for lack of knowledge of the science, is, is, is just one curry is considered to be a large amount of radiation, uh-huh. okay? According to U.S. government's Argonne National Laboratory, 30% of the Chernobyl's total radioactivity was released, and this is equivalent to 3 billion of these curries. 
Okay? So one curie is considered to be a large amount. According to this, 30%, 3 billion of these curies was released. Okay? The Russian government at the time decreased. They lied about the percentage of the release. The they said that only 5 to 3% of was the cores was released to the air. But other uh, countries and other, you, you know, did their their mitigation. They're like, that's bullshit. So thirty percent. Like if you guys look at the radiation zone of the of the Chernobyl thing, if you guys look at it on the map, huh. you're gonna notice it. Achi brought it up earlier. Most of the radiation hit on what side? The, was it on the, the, the western side? The western side of Europe, of, of Europe and uh. not the eastern side. <laughs> so not anywhere close to at that point was the Soviet Union. To the to the east of it, and the reason why it was just for like I mean, lucky or unlucky depends on what side you're on. It was for whatever reason there was just a wind was just blowing to the west. So mo when it blew up, most of the people on the west side of Chernobyl they got the blunt of it, <laughs> and it's it, it, it you know, and it should have spread. It would have spread out more, but you know, like when we were doing research, we saw, um, we heard, we were reading about these stuff, and there was there was in fact these two workers that sacrificed themselves. They jumped into a pool of radiation to close the valves, or if not, most of Europe would have been fucked. These two guys, I mean, they basically just killed themselves to save Europe. So I, I should have looked up their names, but, you know. I'll bring that up in my conspiracy. That's one of my... Oh, really? Oh, right. really? Yeah. All right. But yeah, dude. Yeah, it's fucked up. But, I mean, it was from... Because there's a category scale that measures, like, nuclear disasters... This was on the top. This is a, this, it this goes from one to seven, right? One to seven. This is a seven. This is a seven. And on top of that, the Soviet Union had another one that happened prior to that. Like I think it was like in the fifties or something like that. That one was a six. So right now, Soviet Union stands on top for first and second. Except I guess for Fukushima, that was also another seven. But That's, like, what well, was Fukushima? It was a few years ago, right? Yeah, it was two thousand ten, eleven. Yeah. Have they have they been able to shut it? It's still leaking, right? It's I think so. I mean, it's still abandoned. There's much. Obviously, there's more radiation there than there is on this one. But the disaster that happened in Chernobyl was way worse than what happened at Fukushima. But because it's so fresh and so new, that's why there's more radiation. Because I mean, it's been depleting, and they've been doing some cleanups in Chernobyl and whatnot. But anyways, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more interesting. The fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about something that's more interesting. Nah, mm. this is gonna be mm. a lot of conspiracy theories, of course, like always, because those happen everywhere and anywhere. Whenever there's a natural disaster that occurs anywhere in the world, and people find out about it. So, one of the ones that I wanted to bring back, of course, is one of our old friends from episode three on cryptids, and this is no, none other than the Mothman. I want to bring back this cryptid because leading up to Chernobyl nuclear disaster on April 26th of 1986, the people of a nearby town called Pripyat, which we mentioned before, were experiencing a very strange phenomenon. The townspeople were experiencing very violent nightmares and receiving threatening phone calls months prior to the detonation. The strangest, of course, were the sightings of this creature. The creature was described as a large humanoid covered in in pitch black hair and glowing red eyes. Now tell me this isn't the Mothman that we're describing here. That sounds like the Mothman. It's not the Mothman. Not supposed to repeat <laughs> what I said, bro. Sounds like the Mothman. I mean, or or or, or the Lechuza. She was blue. Or maybe it's Bigfoot. 
and with (laughs) (laughs) carry on carry on anyways so I think it's a moth but anyways uh, the the creature that they described isn't actually called the Mothman. There, it was called as the, the townspeople. It was known as the Blackbird, which is pretty much <laughs> yes. That right I think we have a Blackbird right here. This is a crossover episode from episode three from the Cryptid <laughs> one. Hey, you know how crossover. Like, <laughs> everyone loves crossovers. <laughs> like that episode of the Power Rangers and all the Red Rangers came in together. That uh, episode to this day is fucking goat, son. Should I tell all the 90s kids to understand what we're talking about? Anyone who's old, younger than that? Sorry, dude. You missed out on it really. Wait, but didn't that episode come out like 2004? Did it? Five? Do your research, dude. I'm pretty sure it was later. It's been a while since I watched Dude, I need to watch it again. Anyways, um, then on the morning of the explosion, rescue workers and firemen have sworn to have seen a large, dark-winged figure flying away from the exploded reactor and circling up and around the dark smoke. This, however, was the last known encounter with the Blackbird, and no one has ever seen it again or heard from it again. I mean, that makes sense because remember in the in our cryptid episode, the the Mothman it's either an omen of doom mm-hmm. or it will war. Or it's either it's either one of two things: either the Mothman itself is an omen of doom, or it's warning you that something bad is going to happen. Exactly, and and they saw this before, right? You said this happened before, before, a few days Months before. before. Oh, months oh, before. before. Yeah, that's when they started exp- seeing the creature, and people would see the creature. We start experiencing like nightmares and get like weird, creepy phone calls from people and stuff. And then like that just happened for, to, from all the people in the towns who who've encountered this creature. And what do you guys think about it? You think it's an omen, or you think it's a warning? To me, it's, to me, it'll be even cooler if it was a, like a war, like if it warned people. Because yeah. it was an omen of death, like omen of doom. It's kind of played out. You're like, oh, oh, you, of course. But if it's like a creature that we're scared of, we're like, wait, he's trying to help us? It yeah. kind of gives it this more yeah. little cool and stick to it. Heroic. Heroic. Came out in 9-11. He also came out actually in the encounter with Fukushima. Really? Fukushima too? Yeah. What? Uh-huh. 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 Wow. But I want to, s- s- I guess, freaking side Se- note to that or whatever. Are you going to segue over there? Like, I don't want to segue there because that's going to be a, another episode on its own. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. we're, we're trying to get, we're on a, a short time slot here so we're trying to get as much as we can as possible so the next theory was actually what you guys mentioned which is the suicide divers so the story is that these the, the three divers saved their lives or risked their lives to save hundreds if not thousands if not millions all across Europe and the story goes like this. Three divers volunteered. It was actually three divers. Uh, two. Oh, it was three. It was three. Oh, sorry. So the three divers volunteered to dive into an enormous contaminated pool underneath the reactor to drain it of the nuclear fallout before it would spread all across the Soviet Union and then some. The divers would be facing very lethal radiation but were willing to risk their lives in order to save millions more. I'm sorry to report that this amazing story, as it sounds, is completely fake no dun, really dun, dun. yeah well some of it is fake actually the divers did in fact go into a pool to drain the camp tem- the contamination but the quote-unquote pool merely only went to the the knees of the divers and they also knew exactly where to go and drain it and stuff due to the fact that there were workers of the nuclear power plant that mapped exactly where they had to go 
The divers actually successfully completed their assignment without any altercations and lived complete, completely healthy-ish lives without dying from causes due to the radiation. I take back my shout out. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would, it would have saved millions. I mean, I mean they, they did. did save. They did. But the radiation for them, like it wasn't as bad as. Okay, I retract my retraction. Yeah. So they yeah. did a good job. All right. I mean, they went in like fuck it. If I like die, bosses, I die. they went in yeah. like bosses. But then they come out and they're like, "Oh, you good? Yeah, good." Wait, so how much radiation was in the pool? That I didn't say. Yeah, it must not have been a lot. They like, fucking lived. Yeah, no, but like, would you go in the fucking pool? Fuck the radiation, no. fresh radiation. No. Would you? Fuck! I wouldn't even go in water if like <laughs> if the house was flooding. That's a good, fuck it's that. Contaminated enough already. Bro. Fuck that. But the next topic I want to go into is actually unearthly mutations. Tell me more. Like many of our <laughs> listeners out there. Thank you, baby Josh. Whenever we think of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster, the first thing that most come to mind are these unearthly, disgusting mutations that happen right after the nuclear fallout. Shut up, nuclear reactor. These tons, <laughs> of, pic- these tons of pictures and videos on the internet that show these crazy, like, Slenderman S creatures showing up on pictures, but... At a second glance, they're actually like shadows and figures that are formed by surrounding areas that could, you know, easily be misinterpreted by the viewer. However, there is a picture of a piglet that suffered from a crazy abnormality no- known as Dippigus. What'd you call me? Dippigus. Dippy? Dippy. Dippy Gus. Derpy. Derpy Gus. Yeah. So it's Dippy Gus. Dippy Gus. If you were to look at the picture from afar, you would think it. It's actually like a light brown branch, but if you were to get closer, you quickly realize it's an animal with about eight limbs, and its body is deformed in such a way as to resemble a tree branch. <coughs> this, is a, this is a baby pig that looks a like baby a branch? Pig, yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to see this Google. little piggy in person, it remains displayed at the Ukrainian National Chernobyl Museum oh, in Kiev, Ukraine. Dude, fuck? it looks crazy. She looks crazy. I'm gonna look up Dippy Gus Piglet. Dippy Gus Piglet. Bitch, I put Piglet in a fucking Winnie the Pooh. Piglet <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Dippy Gus. Just to, just type in Chernobyl pig. All right. Oh shit! So it looks like damn. It looks super dried. Yeah. It it came out that that happened when it was just being born, and then all these altercations just start coming in right after the other. Oh, so it was like a perfect storm of shit. Like this. Piglet was being born and Was then, being shitted out From he, the mom Yeah As then, the radiac uh-huh. Alright 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 so yeah, I mean that's when They're most prone Because they're just yeah, Getting they're immune, all that, yeah, yeah 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 What the fuck It's gross What is monster ass pig What Alright, alright. Yeah, it's not for Chernobyl, though. We're sidetracking. He started sidetracking and started viewing other stuff. That That's a big ass board, dude. What the fuck? Hold up. Hold up. Shit, my bag. Carry on. You done? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Wait, what the fuck? No, it's Photoshop. Oh. Alright, alright. I gotta turn this off. This is the kind of shit I'm talking about. (laughs) But, anyways, while few of the surrounding wildlife died immediately following the nuclear eruption, animals today are actually living quite well. In fact, there are more animals living near and around the exclusion zone than there ever was before the disaster. Apparently in Pripyat, there's a thriving population as wolves, as we discussed already, due to the lack of humans. To be honest, <coughs> the plant life has a more negative impact from the disaster than the animals do. 
There is a forest out there known as a red forest. Yeah. And it took its name due to the rusty red tint that formed shortly after the disaster. This forest is actually one of the most radioactively contaminated areas in the world. The world. There's so much radiation in the forest that there are actually zombie trees. Since the radiation kills fungi and bacteria that would normally help with the the decomposition process, many of the trees still remain there lifeless and have been for the past 31 years. So the trees are dead, but they just won't decay or anything. Exactly. Because there isn't fungi or bacteria that's there because the radiation actually killed all that off. So they're just there, dead. That's nuts. And you don't want to go there because you will die too. For real? It's, It's like that. There's a lot of radiation in there. Shit ton of radiation in there. Like, I was watching some videos of, there's this guy that we actually all saw of him just walking around Chernobyl and just like taking checks of all the radiation and stuff. There was another uh, another side episode where he went in. There's literally and he fucks s- up and he dies. Oh, no. He lived to tell a tale. What do you mean? There's, like, <laughs> there's literally these round circles that you cannot stand in. Like, it looks like something really heavy just pushed on the, the, the concrete and just pressed it down. And if you two were, were to walk into the circle, it'd be so much fucking radiation. But if you're like literally right outside of it, you, you're okay. You're good. So it's just this... These concentration bubbles are just uh-huh. what are the full of radiation, fuck? and just like you just can't be there. Because I'm pretty sure those, like like you mentioned, those the pieces that that blew off the top of the the plant was probably one of those areas where it landed. Oh yeah. So it's just like, mm-mm. damn, it, a lot of radiation, dude. Was it more than the the hospital where they took the first uh, the firefighters? Oh, they had all the yeah. It's, it's no, it it was about I want to say three fourths of that. Shit. Yeah. So it's it's it was up there. Yeah. I think the forest was exactly like that, if not more. Yeah, because they were outside of the room, uh-huh. and that shit was just going crazy. The goddamn meter. The the meter only detects a certain range because anything after that, like you gotta get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And then like, one of the videos that we saw were where the first responders with the firemen literally took off their suits from the hospital and just left it there and oh, no one touched it. No, uh, that's when they realized, wait, it's the fucking, their tire that was just contaminated. Uh-huh. And they just took After them they off got treated, so took them off and put them in the basement. Yep. And till this day, according to the video, he, he couldn't even go in the door where all it's the still, they're still, it's still there. there. It's still there in the basement. They had to go in hazmat suits yeah. to walk in there. Yeah, it's, it's walk in there. It's great, dude. Dude, it's insane. Okay, so we talked about Talked about Mothman. Now we're going to talk about aliens. Aliens. Aliens are saviors. So as I mentioned before in episode three, the Mothman is often recognized to theorists as an omen signaling great disasters to come. That's one theory. While the Mothman is known as a harbinger of doom, the aliens... To some. To some. To some. (laughs) To some. The aliens are actually the total opposite. There have been conspiracy theories that say that if it weren't for the help of the aliens, the Chernobyl nuclear disaster would have caused total human annihilation. Eyewitness reports that s- has said that they have sighted U- a UFO hovering on the top of the nuclear reactor number four for about six hours. Wait. Please tell me. Wait, wait, six more than hours. Repeat that again? That apparently there's a UFO that was hovering on top of nuclear reactor number four after it erupted for six hours hours damn but here's here's where it gets a little funky mikhail 
Veritsky, an eyewitness on the scene, stated the following to a local newspaper, Pravda. And actually, we have a, our fellow Russian impersonist over here, and I want him to read what this man, Mikhail Veritsky, has said. <laughs> you want to hold this uh, USB to pretend like it's a cigar? To get you no. to character? We Russians drink vodka. <laughs> we need vodka. <laughs> My name is Mikhail. Now, I and other people from my team went to the side of the blast that night. We saw a ball fire, and it was slowly flying in the sky. Hey, keep passing vodka. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think the ball was six or eight meters in diameter. I'm not sure. And then we saw two rays of crimson light stretching towards the fourth unit. <coughs> object was some 300 meters from the reactor. The event lasted for about three minutes. The lights of the object went out and it flew away in the northern western direction. Now, keep in mind we Russians drink a lot of vodka, so... I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mikhail. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. That'd well, be 400... I was, I was gonna I was gonna compensate you with vodka, but uh, I, I, I had too much vodka. I need I need Smirnoff. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you talk shit about Smirnoff? Oh, I'm Mika. feeling a bit pushy today. Oh, okay. You Americans like to drink uh, Smirnoff. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, carry on. <laughs> I tried, uh, but I mean I don't want to get too sidetracked here. But apparently there was also another. UFO that encounter that happened years later with yet another nuclear catastrophe that occurred and that is Fukushima. There's another uh, UFO sighting over there too. Oh, and Fukushima? Yeah. So both Mothman and, and the, UFO. the UFO. Well, you think that's like a coincidence? coincidence? People are just like, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe all the radio, radioactivity is making their, frying their brains they're seeing the same shit. Oh, but it's a lot cooler if it didn't fry their main brains and they're just seeing aliens and fucking oh, cryptic, cryptid ass. I see it. Oh shit! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you just went full retard, dude. Speaking never of go full retard. <laughs> never go. Speaking full of retards, <laughs> the next conspiracy theory is on not retards. Sorry, on <laughs> zombie <laughs> mutants. Wait, what? What zombie, zombie mutants? Zombie mutants. mutants. Yeah, this is actually one of the the craziest, to be honest, conspiracy. Hold on, were you trying to sing the X Men song? No. It's not like he was gonna start. No. It's not like the final countdown. What? I thought it was gonna go. I was. I stopped myself. Like, nah. Good, because if you would have kept going, we would have had to pay royalties. We're broke as shit, son. You think they're they're out here listening to a podcast? X-Men people. You got to aim high, Willis. Okay. <laughs> aim high. All right. Everyone's out for the the no money that we don't have. Because <laughs> we're spending it on stuff already. Anyways, the zombies. <clears throat> Apparently, there were flesh-eating zombies that happened after the mutations and all that shit. So before I go into this topic, I actually want you guys to watch a video of this said encounter for me a video oh. right this video that we're gonna watch we're gonna post it on our link yeah so you guys can watch it too 
Oh, those motherfuckers are running. So oh, the dude. ones that are running are the zombies, and then the soldier is the one that has a AK, I guess. And they're not. Fo- oh. All right. So for you guys listening, this is a aerial shot of what? Uh, like a, a radar? Like a thermal version. Oh yeah, it's a thermal version, and you just oh. So basically, the video starts off with some guy just running. Oh, oh shit. Alright, so basically the Elf just carried off his torso? So basically it's just this it, it looks like a soldier. Cause I mean it could be anybody with a gun. But he's running and he's shooting at a bunch of these things that are running after him and eventually they catch up to him. And they, you know, they just eat the shit out of him. And then they tear him apart and then literally one of them just carries goes and carries the torso away. Carries off <laughs> his torso. Yeah, man. What, what oh, you know what? Let me tell you guys the name of the video. Actually, no, I'll just put it in the show long. Yeah, we'll and, and we'll the show notes. It's, a, it's a short enough video. That yeah, it's only, yeah, it's only 60 seconds yeah. long. So, I want to hear from you guys. What do you think? Fake. Yo, you know what? It's Russia. I don't know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Josu? I'm going to say fake. Okay. So, as realistic as this video might be, of course, it is... Obviously fake. Fake. Call <laughs> I know it's a Call of Duty. Ah, close, video. close. It's actually from a Ukrainian video game called Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl. There are a lot of videos out there on YouTube that show this particular clip, clip as a like top ten or top five quote unquote facts or mysteries regarding the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. But of course, it's just from the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Russians. Did in the video, yeah. the dude said uh, he said that. Uh, the company of that video game stated that that's not their footage. Did it? Yeah, the video right there. It no says, way. It, it says a lot of people are saying it's from the game Stalker or whatever, and then later on, it says something about the company about said that's not their footage of their game. Oh, I wasn't trying. I, I wasn't reading. No. I was just trying to fast forward the video. But I'm not. I mean, so you think? How about this? You think the stalkers denying it so like bring some truth to it? No, maybe. 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 Some notoriety. Yeah, zombie mutants. Yeah, it's part of a video game, dude. So now the next one is on the Samosleys. So you would think that in the exclusion show there would be complete desolate, no humans, no nada, right? But that's when you're wrong, ladies and gentlemen. (gasps) Citizens of the town surrounding the power plant were forced to leave by the Soviet government and evacuate their homes due to radiation. It didn't take long for most adults to actually come back and illegally continue living in their homes. They have a nickname, right? Yeah. They called what? First Samo- Samosleys? No, but they were called something else. They were called like first gens or something. Or what? It was mainly yeah. uh, ladies, no? Old yeah. Ladies? They were mainly most like old ladies. Yeah. But yeah, mostly elderly people decided to take the risk of continuing, of coming back to their homes and continue living their lives as normal. So Moses is the name the Russian government gave these elderly people that decided to resettle. And although the government does actually provide some assistance to these people, they mostly kind of live independent by raising their own farms and hunting on their own. Most of these residents, of course, are well off into their 70s and 80s. But due to the, the slow number uh, decreasing because of just natural deaths, that, that generation or those people, are, that population is slowly decreasing. The trippy thing, though, is that most of the Samosleys... Sinos- they eat each other. No. Nah, oh. 
<laughs> actually live on average of 10 to 20 years longer than those that have resettled outside of the exclusion zone. Fuck. Fuck. Do you think it could be like one of those things where it's like, um, um, you know when you're hungover? You know when you're drunk uh-huh. and you stop drinking? Am I hungover or am I drunk? No, when you're drunk and you stop drinking, you have that really bad hangover. Uh-huh. And then you take a little sip of beer and it kind of makes you feel a little better. Right. Right? Could it be something with the radio... With the radio, you know, with the with them being so radioactive, where it's like, just because there's so so much concentration, their body just keeps going with the radioactivity, and instead of just going away, the body adapts to it and it like uses the the first radiation that they got as a vaccine, quote unquote, to what is now. Because right now is it's not as bad. It really isn't. It's not as there isn't as much radiation as there was like freaking on day one. Yes, I know we sound stupid as shit because we're not spitting. F- Science or facts at all? We're just talking out of our ass. Yeah, this. Yeah, we're just. This is our theories. It is only what 11? our unfounded theories. <laughs> but yeah, there's actually people still living there. That's nuts. Yeah, just like they have farms, have everything. One one of the ladies actually quote because she, one of the people, the news people, whatever documentus, went in and talked to one of the ladies, and they're saying like, to be honest, I feel like I would die a lot faster trying to survive and freaking eating somewhere where I have literally nothing, none of my stuff than I would just being over here. If I'm going to die, I'd rather just die at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yep. he lived off of their crops. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Like they, Even before uh-huh. they me, that's, uh-huh. that's how he lived. And they don't look like they have any mutations or anything. No. I mean, but it's creepy. Like, have you seen the pictures of it? Of what? Of them being outside of the town. What do you mean? Then walking around the town, yeah, because because yeah, I mean, everything yeah, looks like a, a picture. It looks abandoned. It's yeah. like a ghost town. You see, there's yeah. just random uh-huh. people it's, just walking uh-huh. through. It looks, yeah, it looks it's creepy. crazy though, because there's some there's some sign there's like signs on the houses that where people actually live saying like, hey, don't fuck up my house. I actually live here. They have to state that <laughs> yeah. in their house so that people don't like come in and loot. Yeah, and start looting or just a yeah. bunch of dumbass people just uh-huh. trying to go see what the fuck's uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. that makes sense. All right, That's we made crazy. it to the, the end of our list. The last thing that I want to talk about is another known as the Russian woodpecker. I got you, woodpecker, right here, bro. Shut the fuck up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a doozy, though. The conspiracy revolves around Soviet nuclear missiles that were planned on being used during the Cold War. The conspiracy, as I mentioned, is known as the Russian woodpecker. It was so popular that on 2015, Filmmaker Chad Garcia follows Chernobyl survivor Fedor Alexandrovich in searching the truth behind the Chernobyl disaster. Ultimately, this theory comes to this. Their theory of the film comes to this. The Chernobyl disaster was actually an inside job that was engineered to distract the failure of the Russian weapons system. Right next to the reactor was actually a radar array called the Duga-3. And yep. anyone who was anywhere in Russia knew of the Duga-3 because of its periodic clicking and sounds that were literally heard around the world, which would give its, its name the Russian woodpecker. It is said that the Duga-3 used to spot missiles right when they were launched. But according to the documentary, it was said that the giant radar didn't actually work. Due to some of the interference that was caused due to the Aurora Borealis that in turn basically made this $7 billion contraption just a giant useless piece of metal. Fuck. In turn, this would put 
very powerful people out of power and not only that possibly be set in line in front of a firing squad so Russia don't fuck around if you fuck up hard we're gonna let the world know how much you fucked up so instead of simply admitting bruh sorry we fucked up you know what didn't work out they decided to use a nuclear disaster as a cover-up and risk the lives of hundreds and not thousands of, fit of civilians around Europe. That's their theory. What if I told you there's another theory revolving around that? That it wasn't actually the Russians that fucked up the Chernobyl, but it was the United States. That the Russians were trying to use that thing. I think it's called the harp, too. Trying to use it because that thing could mind control people. And the, and the U.S. knew about it. Mm-hmm. We'll eventually cover it later on if we do a conspiracy theories episode. Mm-hmm. But there's a different side to that story. But that, I, I never heard that one, that it was a Russian collusion to, to save their own ass. Uh-huh. That's crazy. It was right next, yeah, cause it, it was it right looks, next to it. It looks like a big, big ass uh, uh, a Ferris wheel, right? Yeah. Yeah, it just looks like a huge ass Ferris wheel. And it's nuts. All right, so we heard Auntie uh, talk about some conspiracy theories. We heard my brother about the radioactive shit that happened after Chernobyl and you heard me talking about actually Chernobyl so now I'm going to ask these guys and you listeners at home too a few you know five true or false facts about Chernobyl it's just true or false I found this list uh, at the Chernobylstore.com the Chernobyl store my fucking ass hurts dude god damn yes so they have a ten I you know they have a ten myths and facts I just turned it I just use five of them and I use it to see if it's true or false. All right. So I'm asking you guys five questions and you guys tell me if it's true. Let's do it. Or false. Do it. Do it. Right? And you, do it. False. And then you listeners at home, you guys can play too. All right. So myth one. True. The accident at Bitch. the Chernobyl nuclear power plant damaged the health of tens or even hundreds of thousands of people. True or false? Can you repeat that? One damaged? The accident at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant damaged the health of tens or even hundreds of thousands of people. I'm say true. Uh, I just says true? I said true. Because I'm thinking of it as like what happened right then and then after. Damaged. I guess true. What it's is false. False. Fuck it wasn't like really crazy. the Russian medical radiation monitoring register presented data on more than 500,000 people. Oh, cause it's more. We monitored at an international forum in Vienna. All right. Myth number two. I feel stupid. The genetic consequence the of the Chernobyl accidents are horrific. True or false? Wait, wait. The genetic consequences of the Chernobyl accident are horrific. So, that sounds subje- uh, subjective as fuck. No, is it true? Do you, do you, right. do you feel like the, the... No, no, no. Myth. I mean, I mean myth. Yeah, well, yeah. It's there, a myth. There's a myth that there is there a lot of genetic mutations because of the Chernobyl there is nuclear plant. I mean, there's yes cases in the fact that like... just cancer. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's... What's... Well, true or false. So... If it's mutation, cancer is part of mutation. But are they horrific? That's the question. The genetic consequence of the Chernobyl accident are horrific. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say false on this one. You're going to say false? Yeah. The answer is false. Yeah. Uh, During 60 years of research, during, you know, during 60 years, during years of research, the global science has not registered any genetic mutations connected with radiation. Moreover, 20 years after the Chernobyl tragedy, 
the International Commission of Radiological Protection, seeing that there are no reasons to speak about potential genetic risks, downgraded the related risks by 90%. Therefore, all rumors about the genetic consequence of the Chernobyl disaster can be dismissed as just groundless fantasies or just outright lies. What do you call the pig then? Well, that's why. There are some, but it's not like people are like, there's zombies, people are born with three eyes, people are, you know, all that shit. Uh! Right? So, myth number three. <coughs> Vast funds have been spent for the Chernobyl relief effort due to the enormity, due to the enormity of the accident. True. True. So, I'm going to repeat it just in case. Russia has spent a shitload of money on the Chernobyl relief effort. True. 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 False. Fuck you. What? I thought we it's saw the like, video. It was oh, like they spent billion. over a hundred yeah. billion. No, no, starting from 1992, Russia spent 3.5 billion in the aftermath of the accident. Okay. The money was mainly used for social benefits. In truth, this sum was not much at all, working out to a mere $1,000 per victim over the 20 years. However, I mean, but the amount was adequate to the risks incurred. It was true, however, that the accident slowed down the growth of the nuclear energy industry in the Soviet Union and other countries. So they did spend $3.5 billion, but when you count all the medical procedures that each person had to go through and everything, you just amassed like $1,000 per person. Fuck this quiz. That's a lot of money. Myth four. Chernobyl was the first major nuclear accident. No. False. Major? Major nuclear disaster. The one I mentioned before. Gonna be true. Watch false. <laughs> the answer, false. Told you. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Chernobyl Repeat. was the first nuclear accident. Major. It's false. Yeah, I said false. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. said false. Yeah. But you're wrong. What the one you're talking about? There's another one. The, fir- <laughs> the first large-scale nuclear accident was at the Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania in the United States in 1979. Ooh, there was a partial core. There was a partial core meltdown in Unit Two, which is a pressurized water reactor. Due to technical breakdowns and personal personnel errors. Right? Wait, what what year did, this, did that one happen? Seventy nine. Which one? Seventy nine. No, that one happened like in the fifties. But it wasn't. It wasn't the first major. What level was that one? Look, man, myth. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So the next myth: the peaceful nuclear energy programs are responsible. Or what happened because nuclear energy is uncontrollable. No, wait, wait, wait. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the peaceful nuclear energy programs are responsible for what happened because nuclear energy is uncontrollable. It will sooner or later burst out and destroy everything. So basically, the myth is... Fuck these organizations that freaking... Yeah. So basically, <laughs> so basically what, what yeah, the thing sure. is, do you think nuclear power plants are going to be the end of the world? Wait, really? The, no, I, I read it a different way. No, that's what I'm asking. So do you think... So let me repeat it again. So these peaceful nuclear energy programs, they are responsible for what happened because nuclear energy is uncontrollable. It will sooner or later burst out and destroy everything. So the question is, do we blame these guys? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if we do, are they going to be the end of everything? Damn. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. It just makes it legal. That's it. And we'll we'll allow this shit. Uh, I'm I'm gonna think like the creator of this quiz. And I'm gonna say, 
False. False. It's false. All right. So, the facts. There were three lessons to learn from the Chernobyl accident and three reasons for what happened. The first, the nuclear plant personnel failed to follow instructions and rules of the test program. This situation will not be able to take place today. Now, all personnel actions are tightly regulated in compliance with accepted international standards and documents. Hundreds of safety data parameters are being transmitted in real time from each unit of each plant to the Inergotons Crisis Center. This accounts for a control system fully independent from the personnel. That's one thing we learned. Second. Checks and balances. The st- exactly. The st- second thing we learned was the structure and design of the Chernobyl reactor made it liable to accidents in the event of the personal human errors. Like I mentioned earlier, it was just pieces of shit. It was just designed, it was designed horribly. Nuclear power plant security systems in Russia and other countries have been substantially improved since then, thus reducing the role of personnel. The third thing we learned. The decision to transfer the control over nuclear power plants to the USSR Ministry of Energy was a mistake. This amounted to the violation of the entire safety regime in the nuclear power industry. The ministry's personnel was not prepared to monitor the nuclear power plants. So now we put the people, the right people who are supposed to be in charge of this, in charge of it. Gotcha. You can't put the you know energy Ministry of Energy in charge of nuclear power plants, even though the nuclear power plants are used for energy. energy. But they're, they're, they're yeah, not they're not yeah. yeah. Okay, makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. So that? I think they got the IKEA starter kit of nuclear power plants. <laughs> no instructions, just build it yourself. Basically. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is our Chernobyl episode. <laughs> I hope you guys have had a fun time listening to us talk about Chernobyl, because I had fun talking about Chernobyl. Like, like you talking like this? Because I'm, tr- I'm trying, I'm, I'm thinking faster than I'm talking. It's not like you hit some radiation, <laughs> bro. <laughs> All right. Josh definitely hit some radiation. <laughs> dog's going to start fucking barking again. <laughs> All right, and for, the dog's uh, waiting for you outside, bro. All right. And for all those of you guys listening, if you guys don't follow us on Instagram or on Twitter, you guys are fucking up. But thanks to you guys, <laughs> we've amassed almost over 800 downloads. Woo! Which is Yay! fucking... <laughs> I'm going to mute his mic. <laughs> I'm going to mute his fucking mic. <laughs> Which is fucking amazing, considering we none of us thought we were going to be the, we Thank were you. Have any listens. We, we, like, what, got 100 listeners within two days? Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Like, we're, we're, we're getting listeners, like, left and right. Hey. Which is fucking amazing to me. We've handed out a few shirts. We used to have a shitload of shirts. So if hey, you guys want... Free shirts. We're not fucking around. Go it's on our free. Instagram. Go really on our free. Twitter. Just a little bit of work, guys. Just, 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 just a little bit. If you guys want to see the shirts, if you guys want to just go on our Instagram at the Weird Harry Easter Eerie Tell the Weird History Eerie Tales Pod <laughs> or on our Twitter at the Weird Eerie Pod. We have pictures there and it tells you the information you need to do what you need to do to get these shirts. We are giving them away. I have not gotten any I haven't gotten nowhere near the many emails as I thought I was gonna pick, get for these shirts. They're completely free. Just Yay! do what it says on our Instagram. To get these shirts, that's it. We are actually giving them away. Completely. We're not going to sell them anymore. We're no. not going to reprint them. These shirts are just again, it's free. They're free. Yeah. Would you like a free shirt? And that's just oh, as of a thing. Of course thing. you do. And that's just a, yeah, like my brother said, just, just that's a thing. You know, just, you want it? Yes. Free shirt. Just get it. It's a free shirt. And that's Come us. On. That's our way of thanking you guys for listening to us. You know, just free shirts. Yeah, because I mean, if you guys are putting in the time and effort to listen to our podcast, make it happen, guys. It's. Yep. 
like I said, well, like we all said, it's free. Those are technically your guys' shirts. Yeah. We're just telling you guys to send us the, tell us, you know, follow a few steps for you to get these shirts. Yeah. We have sizes from small to, I think, to, to, to X. XL. I think we're running out of large, but we should, but everything else, we're kind of good. We're good. Yeah. But we're probably going to get a second run if things start picking up. But yeah. again, please go on our Instagram at the Weird History E Retails Pod. Look for the picture of. Actually, it's Achi who's modeling our shirts in that picture. He yes. snuck into the Downey Insane Asylum. Another crossover. <laughs> another throwback episode. Hey, I, I put in the work for you guys. So. He actually <laughs> snuck <laughs> into the insane the Downey Insane Asylum to take a picture of him wearing the shirt. Yeah, right now it's, it's, it's so hard to get in compared to how it was before. I mean, I'm not advocating for you guys to do it because we almost got caught. But if you guys do do it, take a picture while you're wearing the shirt. Hey. But we didn't tell you guys to do it. But just no. do it just in case you guys are in there. But you never heard from us again. These shirts are for you guys. It's free. They're just for you guys. Yeah. Exactly. So please just follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram to find out how to get these shirts. And if my brother could do me a favor and he could grab our ah. episode jar while we so we could shake the jar oh, to see oh, what yeah. episode fr- we are gonna fr- do next for the next episode. Yeah, this is the first time we're actually gonna do it here. Well, in the studio. For this episode, where we're actually going to raffle our next one. It's going to be sick. None of us have... We, we put a, a few ideas in there, but none of us have any clue what the next episode is going to be. All right. So who wants to do the honors? Who wants to do the first honors of... Achi's going to do it. All right. Hold on. So since Achi's going to do it... Well, you're going to do it live? Drum roll. Nah, not yeah. live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. No, nah, not live. Because I, I have an idea of what okay. we're going to do. What? Well, Gotta, gotta definitely show the like what death metal. Hello, no, what is this? What's hello, this? it's just kissed Hello Kitty. Just, there you go. We had a Hello Kitty jar. Right, it's Death see. Kitty. Oh yeah, you shake that shit. Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah, pull it out. Oh, so you gonna pull it out? Yeah. I'm not even gonna see it. And right before he reads it, if you guys want to know what we're gonna talk about next week, follow us on Instagram to know exactly what we're talking <laughs> about. You guys are gonna see this fucking video. So Achi, post it again. There you guys go. So thank you guys for joining us and listen to us on the next episode. What is it? <laughs>